our uh, our podcast is uh, old enough to go to high school. How do you feel about that? I'm not entirely sure if I can deal with the social awkwardness. Yeah, yeah. it's still COVID season. Yeah. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of Nerds of Unusual Origin. I'm your host, Steve. And I'm Frank. Nerds of Unusual Origin is a weekly podcast where we take a deep dive into the culture that is nerd. We're going to talk about, you know, our typical movies, some other stuff, you know. It'll be awesome. We obsess over and some stuff. Nerdy. Very nerdy. Yeah. Uh, All right, for, let's do it. Yes. Uh, we, we don't have a huge, a lot to talk about today, but no. uh, we'll, we'll make some time with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the normal tangents that we'll go off on will uh, fill out some time. Absolutely. Yes. I need to double check we're recording. Yep, we're good. Uh, I need to turn <laughs> you up. Yeah, we are definitely recording. Sweet. Yep. So, uh, so how was your week? <clears throat> um uneventful i just realized i have a massive split in my shorts i am not looking wow well i guess that makes sense i've had these shorts for like six years and they're cargo shorts and let's be honest that's just a wicked like boomer dad move six years is quite a long time to have uh you know shorts (laughs) yeah so okay well r.i.p shorts um no my week was fine i just worked a lot that's all i've been working like crazy so yeah, I've yeah. been. I, I started training for my job. Let me rephrase that. I, I became a trainer at my job. Yeah, that and makes sense. I've been more training sense. people a lot lately. Yeah. As much as it's not me doing as much work because they're doing my job, it's it's a very lot more work. Mentally draining. Yeah. So it, it is I, what it is. Yeah, it is. Um, another interesting thing that happened for both of us this week is we finally got to play music. In our band for the first time since lockdown last year. It's been a full year, and it was cathartic. Yeah, it was great. It was nice to see our friends in the band again. It was nice to play music loudly in a room with people. So it was it was great. Yeah. Uh, I also want to point out you sound a million times better this week. <laughs> you're not. You're oh, not. I do. <laughs> oh yeah, my allergies have finally you know begun to abate. So it's. Uh, it's good. They're almost completely gone. I still have like a little bit of like nose issue, but you can't hear it. So we're yeah, good. It's so much nicer. Uh, we usually start with things, but I am not ready for this. So I have to go grab it. So while I go grab what I'm drinking, you, uh, right. why don't you tell them what you're drinking? Okay. Let me reach behind me here. Oh, let me get it. All right. Yeah. If you hear children in the background, we're, you know, we're dads. Get over it. So right now I am drinking a 25 ounce. I can't believe it. Uh, Bud Light Chilada. So I've never had one of these before. I got it as a joke to give to my wife, and she was like, I do want that, but I want the other stuff in your other hands more. So, yeah, I don't know. It's good. It's it's uh, it's basically like someone poured beer in your Bloody Mary, and uh, it's nice. And it I smells like, it. like the ocean. <laughs> it smells a little bit like the ocean, yeah. I'm not going to complain. It was quite tasty, actually. Mm. Um, me, I decided to go with a real beer this week for the first time in probably six weeks. Yeah. I went with a candy maker 
which is a peanut butter stout made by Widowmaker Brewing in Braintree, Massachusetts. I love peanut butter stouts, and it, I and I like. Yeah, that sounds good. It's seven percent. Okay, let's see. That was a good pop. That was a good pop. That was a big spike. We definitely clipped that one out. Yep. Yeah, it's stouty and peanut butter. All right, here He's we gonna, go. Hey, this is Frank taking a sip. Yeah, hold on. It smells kind of like a Reese's. Yes. Oh, uh, that's really good. That's really good. Oh, man. See, I I could drink that if it was like cold outside, but that's how I feel about stouts anyway. Yeah. And I feel like mine would be amazing if I was like mowing the lawn and cruising around on the mower with that in the cup holder. You know, we cooked out today. We did. We I, grilled. It was amazing. I totally forgot to wear my grilled dad uh, apron that I bought with a six-pack holder. Okay, well, I demand that you go out and set up the grill and start grilling hamburgers again just so you can wear your apron. I, we still have burgers. I'll do it. No, let's not do that. No. We'll probably end up puking all over the place. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we, we just won't do that. But yeah, it was amazing up here in, in, in Massachusetts. It is. It was like 79, low 80s, at least up in Lemonster today. I got to finally get all my flowers in outside because I'm a, I'm a flower whore um, during the summer. Yeah. Well, I don't have a lawn, so I can't be a grass hole. So I've got to make up for it. On I my... have a lawn and I'm not a grass hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a lie. I like to have a nice lawn, but they like five years ago, they, uh, they put, paved our, our roads. Yeah. And when they paved it, they decided that they were going to give us the shittiest soil imaginable. Ah. And then on top of that, hydro seed. And then on top of that, not let us water the hydro seed because... We, we act like there's a drought every summer. Oh, right, yeah. Lemonster is doing the same thing with the uh, water ban. It. <clears throat> Whatever. It is what it is. But it was nice. Like, spent most of the day outside. Except, oh, here's an interesting anecdote. See Uh-oh. what I'm doing here? Tangents and filling in time. I, I, uh, I went to return some bottles and cans today at the local Packy. And I'll let all the foreigners uh, go ahead and try to figure out what I mean by Packy. But um, I went to go return some bottles and cans. Now, we have not returned any bottles and cans with the exception of like one trash bag full since lockdown last year. Yeah. So, and like you don't know, Steve, how much do you think I made from my returns? I'm going to go with. Now, for those of you who don't know, Massachusetts gives you five cents back on each can or bottle. The most I've ever gotten back from a packy uh, bottle return mm. was like thirty six dollars. All right, that's pretty so respectable. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say thirty. Nope, nope. We got forty six bucks back. <laughs> how long have you? How long were you holding on to cans and bottles since lockdown last year? Oh, so like okay, March. that makes sense. Yeah, when we got thirty six dollars, it was like six parties. I brought in four like trash bags full of empties uh and i made that trip four times and then i also had some other like like market basket like shopping bags full of empties as well so that i was getting some really nasty looks from the people that worked at the redemption center <laughs> I, you know, honestly i could give a shit what people think about me turning in like it, i paid i have to pay the thing i might as well get the money back yeah we already paid the deposit 
So yeah, it was great. So I got 40 something bucks back. I bought a new duster for the inside of our new minivan. That was, uh, the fuck is a duster. It's like a big, huge, like a uh, duster. It's like, it's like a big, it's like a duster. <laughs> it's like, it's, a it's like a long, it's like a, duster. it's like a long handle with like a, um, a mop on the end, but the mop has oh, pe- like a household duster, but kind for the car, yeah, for the in- interior. But okay. it has like um, it's embedded with like paraffin wax. Okay, you know, so so uh, okay, it, it does a great job at dusting the surfaces of the inside of the car. So nice, and it's a new minivan, so we're just like trying to keep it Dead as clean life. as we can before we <laughs> stop caring about it in another couple of years. Yeah, I get it. Um. Yeah, so that Any, was where every, some of that money went. Everything we're saying right now is not nerdy. No, there's no nerdiness at all. Unless you like minivans, then you could be nerdy about minivans. Yeah. Uh, also, if you can hear any of the sounds in the background, if they somehow make it through, our kids are outside of my office. Yeah, I touched on that studio. earlier. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, they're having like an ice cream... <laughs> social. Ice cream social. They're socially ice creaming. So... <clears throat> that was a weird way to put it, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, let's get on some nerdy stuff. Okay, nerdy stuff. Uh, did you get a chance to watch the Let There Be Carnage trailer? Yes. Are you stoked on that? I'm wicked stoked because Carnage is one of my favorite characters in the Spider-Man uh, saga. I know very little yep. about that whole side of it. Like, I know about Venom. I know enough to get me by sure but i never paid attention to carnage other than like the video games from like the sega right yeah that that was it but it was fun (laughs) yeah i mean that's growing up that's all i knew about carnage until i became an adult and i realized that he's like a super violent serial killer of a symbiote yeah you know so venom yeah venom uh the symbiote takes over um eddie brock's body body and eddie brock is just a news reporter so he's a pretty like you know normal yeah they changed his origin story for the first movie it was kind of weird yeah it was a little bit it was a little bit weird so he's kind of like just your normal average joe well carnage that symbiote takes over um oh god what the hell is the guy's name oh i forgot the name of the cassidy yes that's it cletus cassidy wow i can't believe i pulled good, that out of my good ass pull. uh he, so takes over his body and he's a serial killer so yes venom is violent and strong and kind of scary but man carnage takes it to a whole new level oh yeah he i the stuff that i do know about carnage is he straight up just like murders and annihilates everything and anything and it comes absolutely. in his way yeah absolutely Hence he's brutal about it carnage yep Yep. So um, yeah, it, but he looks so badass. So I can't. They wait. don't show a whole lot. They but they leave it up to your imagination. Yeah. Well, if you know what Carnage looks like, I mean, he looks like a a skinnier red version of Venom. Version of Venom, but with a lot more. Like he's more unhinged looking, you know. Like the yeah. symbiote isn't quite as smooth and dialed in as Venom is, and you know his hands turn into giant like axe blades and like scythes and stuff. So like it's, yeah, he's he's pretty frightening, and his mouth is like all very it's very all very teeth going up to like it's all teeth going almost wrapping back, around yeah. his whole head. It's it's frightening, but he's so cool. yeah. I I, I think it's cool that Woody Harrelson is playing him. Because Woody Harrelson cannot play a bad role, especially when it comes to a serial killer. 
Have you ever seen Natural Born Killers? I haven't, but he's definitely channeling some of that. Perfect. No, I... I honestly think, like, we... Obviously, we were on a podcast when the first Ven... uh, When Venom came out. Right. I really think that um, both... Okay, so, back to Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson in Natural Born Killers, he played the perfect serial killer. Yep. And Juliette Lewis, just as good. Like, they were the perfect pair. Yeah. And if he brings any of what he did to that, to this, it is going to be phenomenal. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, he's a great actor anyway. Yeah. So, there's not much that he's done that I haven't liked. But adding him with, um, what's his face, playing Venom? Mm. Uh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Adding Tom Hardy playing Venom. Tom Hardy can play anything amazingly. He's an incredibly good actor. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen Bronson? I never saw Bronson. No. It is ridiculous. It is so good. Yeah. Like, I believe it. It's. Have you ever seen Warrior? That's another movie he played. He played an MMA fighter in Warrior. No, I don't really get into MMA too much, so I wouldn't. It's more so like seen it. it, Is it kind of like watching The Wrestler? No. Okay. So this movie is like because The Wrestler was good. Is that Mickey Rourke, Mickey right? Mickey Rourke, yeah. I could not get into it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man, it's it's tough. But it's, Yeah, it's I, good. I tried to. like I, I watched bits and pieces, but I, it never grabbed me, so I never yeah. fully watched it. Yeah. Um, but uh, he plays this guy who, who's a mixed martial artist, and he wants a shot, or he does, never gets a shot. He want, just run, randomly goes into a, a boxing gym or an MMA gym. Yep. And the the uh, fighter, the guy that's training there, knocks out like almost everybody he spars with. So they offer him to come in because they see him training, and he's training hard. Yeah. Like punching, like the the heavy bag, and the heavy bag is uh, moving. So they invite him in. They say, "We'll give you a hundred bucks if you can last a minute with you know this guy." He gets in the ring. Twenty seconds in, he obliterates the professional MMA fighter. So it's like the next <clears throat> part is him like fighting little fights here and there. And then, if you're ever going to watch the movie, I won't give away the ending, but if you're yeah. not, like, I'll tell you. But it's 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 really good, and it ends up being really good. Okay, I believe you. That's cool. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. So Tom Hardy's a good actor. <laughs> oh, I think he's a great actor. <laughs> Tangent City, sorry about that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was... Uh, I can't wait for it. I think it's October, right? They're, they're pushing like a bunch of movies out. I know it's l- much later this year, but they definitely said it's only going to be in theaters. So Yeah. And I think they're going to do that with Ghostbusters Afterlife as well. They might. I mean, especially it, seeing where all the, like, the, the new guidances that are being issued. Guidances isn't a word. Um, I meant to say guidance is. The guidance that is being issued September 24th. Right now. Yeah, so... <clears throat> you know, I, I think it's I think it's feasible that we'll see a lot of movies in theaters, but I don't know I don't know if they're gonna push everything back to exclusively in theaters, you know. I think Sony's trying to make their money back on everything they've put into. Sony is such a money focused company anyway. And so. it's fun it's so weird because they're willing to lose money to try and make it in in like right now. Yeah, I mean but that said, they they are definitely pushing the boundaries in certain aspects with animation and stuff, you know, like, you know, into the spider verse. 
Absolutely. The, the, yeah. The, Absolutely. The stuff that they're doing like that. And they have another, I think they have another animated movie coming out soon too, that I'm really interested in seeing. I, I know they're doing a sequel for Spider-Verse. Yep, they are. So, I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're taking risks in certain areas and then in other areas, they just give me money. You know? Yeah. Like the, the movies that I don't think they expected to be like blockbusters. Right. They'll, they'll release uh, early release or, uh, what's it called release um digital release mm-hmm. and then say also in theaters but like i think the things that they th- they think are gonna be really big they're just gonna release in theaters only right yeah so i still can't get over how good this peanut oh, butter they, stout is they did emoji movie huh interesting emoji movie was horrendous yeah it's, that was the one with tj miller right i have yeah i think so it was it was annoying but my kids love it but you know they're kids and they have no taste <clears throat> except for the uh studio ghibli movies that they watch with me but yeah i mean get into it. you know ugh, peter rabbit okay I, I take back a little bit of what i said about um sony animated movies anyway oh <laughs> anyway yeah so venom 2 looks good looks great we'll see it we will do a review when it comes out. Yes. We're going we I think what we're going to end up doing is getting those movie passes. Yeah, probably. So we can see like one new movie, blah blah blah. Let's one see. new movie in the theater. Um it's we a, were going to talk about Jupiter's Legacy, but we didn't get a chance to watch it this I week. I didn't watch it. I yeah. also did. Because uh because we did not watch Jupiter's Legacy, we will jump right into the Batman rewatch. Yes. How do you remember it? Did it fill fill the void that you missed? So one thing that I love about that Batman movie, and I never forget, it's it's imprinted in my brain because I watched it as a child. Um, the intro sequence with the the music, yes, and just the how the camera like f- flies around inside the Batman logo. You know, yes. with that music, and it's like going around. Man, for the late 80s. That like hyped you up yeah. like big time getting ready to watch that. Yeah. For the late 80s, Tim Burton was ahead of his time in the mm-hmm. things that he did. He's The guy's a freaking visual genius. He really is. And you know what's even funnier? Mm-hmm. It's not exactly Tim Burton, but visual genius. Yeah. Sam Raimi was too, way back in the day when he was doing B movies. When he did Evil Dead, yep. he was doing so many different things that nobody else was doing and he was doing them practically. Yeah, oh yeah. Like have you ever seen the original Evil Dead Evil Dead? I ha- I did see it, but it was like maybe twenty years ago. He, like he so. basically invented Chase Cam in the early in the late seventies. Right. Um and then in Evil Dead Two, like he, he legitimately put Bruce Campbell on like this crane and had him the camera fixed on him as they were he was pushing him back yeah it was it's so cool watching what he was doing and nobody else was doing it oh yeah yeah but i mean tim burton i mean such a distinct visual oh, style absolutely. you you watch that one and um batman returns and um uh friggin nightmare before christmas like th- they all share of that visual style of like things being slightly khaki wampus you know like everything's a little bit off and slightly tilted and i love exaggerated yeah i love his like muted tones but super dark super serious yeah but can also be funny oh yeah like it doesn't take himself too seriously yeah you know which i think is good he did um didn't he do charlie and the chocolate factory also with johnny yes he did yeah Yeah. so you totally see the the lineage of of his 
directorial style. Yeah, which yeah, I I don't think I've found a movie that I hate that he's done. Yeah, I mean, God, Edward Scissorhands, hello, what a good movie! <gasps> wow, that was good. Bad. Yeah, good bit. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. So anyway, yeah, Batman. Uh, it's great. Who did he did the score as well? Didn't he? No, uh, I don't think Danny who, Elfman. did. That, yeah, it was Danny Elfman. Did Batman? Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, they, con- I think they started their like constant collaboration right there. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, you go ahead and and start, Steve. You t- tell me tell me what you liked about it too. I loved everything about it. Like it's been a really long time since I've watched it. Like thoroughly watched it. Yeah. And there were things that like just jogged my memory, and I took notes because it bothered me. <laughs> Okay. What was the creative decision in making Harvey Dent black? Not, I'm not, no racist connotations on me whatsoever. I know what I, you mean. It just, it, I, not whitewashing a character, but the character has was always a white male, and they made Billy D. Williams right. Was yeah, that, they made Billy D. Williams Harvey Dent, and they they legit set it up for him to be Two Face, and then they recast him. Two movies later, as Tommy Lee Jones. Right, right. Yeah, I think... Well, I mean, you also had different directors. I No, for, I get it, but like... Was you, that the, Batman Forever, the yes. third one? <clears throat> yeah, you had a totally different director, so... And a different Batman. And like, that, the whole entire movie yeah, was just recast. Yeah, but it's still like, you. if you're going to go with one thing, it's obviously all... Because they kept Alfred the same. Yeah, he was like the one common, he was the one through actor. Through, through yeah, so those. if you're going to keep one person the same, you have to keep the next person. Yeah, I, or, I don't know. Or at least, like, you have to sit there and kind of, at least if you're going to cast Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent for the original, you need to cast another black man to be Harvey Dent for the sequel. I guess. That's how I feel. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's an interesting casting decision. One, but I mean, the good thing about Harvey Dent's character in this movie is it it wasn't exactly a big part. Yeah, they changed Harvey Dent's like origin story. Is no, they didn't. No, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. He did run for office and he did get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Scratch that. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, like it's just I don't know. It was an odd. It was an odd casting choice. Um, one that I'm not entirely sure was right or wrong. I mean, Billy D. Williams did fine in the movie. I Absolutely, didn't, I didn't dislike the way that he played Harvey Dent. You know, so um, I think it was okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna but lie. Like, an yeah. interesting casting choice for. Yeah. And, and I don't think they ever but really explained. Then again, why. like Tim Burton is a very progressive person. Like he does a lot of progressive things. Casting Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent was probably a really good choice. Yeah, probably. It was a really good choice, I should yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely um, interesting. So, <clears throat> moving forward, yeah. Um, why is the ADR with that uh, the police officer, the big guy? Yeah. So that was so bad. It was the eighties. Hey, the- what are you doing? Yep, all ADR in the '80s is god awful. It really is. This was just the, the so like prevalent. It was very mm. distracting. Well, the movie wasn't made on a huge budget either. This was, I mean, it I was. A, it was a gigantic budget. It was a big budget for um, 
for oh god the late 90s <sighs> no um dc no the friggin di- I, we just talked about the damn director so much tim right? burton tim burton it was a big budget movie for him um could, i think i want to say it was his first big budget movie was it really yeah but like it's still like late 80s comic book movie that's the thing it was a comic book movie which it real that really was not a thing yet you know so it was a big risk for the studio to take i just looked up the budget and it's way less than i thought it was going to be what was it like 20 million bucks or 30? 35 million right yeah D- its return 411 million exactly it was a it was a blockbuster by all accounts you know and it, and it did extremely well for the studio but it was made on a fairly tight budget that's crazy yeah to think it was about it was all done on like the warner brothers backlots and stuff you know so yeah. like they didn't go to like it wasn't like you know christopher nolan going to like new york and flying all over the world you know to make a, a batman movie this was you know made on a studio backlot for the most part in, hmm. in Hollywood, you know? Yeah. So I was thrown off by the budget. Oh yeah. If you look, if you look at that movie and you look at some of the backgrounds and stuff, you can tell it's just total, like it's a, like a giant map painting in the background, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna That was actually one of the notes that I made was, is there a bug? Yeah. Now? So, um, uh, sorry. My wife just poked her head in the door and was like, I need my phone. Thank you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Bye. Hey, hey. Let's see if she wants to come say hi. I'm sorry. Am I summoned? Do you, do you want to say hi into the microphone? Hello. <laughs> this is Frank's wife. Yeah. I'm Frank's wife. Yeah, that's Frank's wife. Bye, Frank's wife. Bye. Okay. Frank. Yeah. So, it's I don't know. It's it's very weird. Like I I I for some reason should have looked up the budget of the movie. Yeah, moving. Forward. I noticed like, my rewatch. I would have never noticed this when I was a kid because I like until I was twenty two and I started actually looking at comics. I never knew who created who. Okay. Did you know that the the picture when they went back into the police precinct, uh, Bob Kane drew of Batman? Really? Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, they the the um. Uh, police sketch artist he goes he goes oh i got a sketch for you and you look at it if you look right at the bottom it says bob kane on it yep. so bob kane is a member of the dceu somewhere i like, suppose so yeah yeah right I, I i saw that i was like holy crap do you think he, he's getting any royalties off of that drawing i think he's from, long dead from being in the movie oh um, well yeah that's true uh but it wasn't it the guy it wasn't bob kane who played it that okay. was the funny part. It was just his likeness. Right. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I, Maybe I, his estate is getting royalties. Yeah. So. I'm double checking that. Is yeah, Bob I Kane still know. alive? Oh, God. Oh, I did not say anything about fitness, you hassle. Man Googles. Is Bob Kane still alive? Bob Kane died in 1998. Okay, fair enough. So yeah, I mean, so, he's still getting royalties from all the the, the likeness sure. of Batman of everywhere. Course. Yeah. Um, so I think definitely where they spent their money, where the budget for that movie went, in my opinion, is on the talent. You Absolutely. Know, you had Kim Basinger. Well, she wasn't a big name then. 
She wasn't, but well, she, yeah, that's true. This was like her for her kind of like what her breakout role, more or less. Same thing with Keaton. I think he did like Mr. Mom before. Yeah, but no, but Michael Keaton was a he was a list at this point. Was I he? Think. Yeah, I, I believe he was considered an A list. Yeah, actor. I mean, obviously, the Jack top. Nicholson is obviously the guy who's probably like the most well known. All right, since we're already talking about Jack Nicholson, sure. Uh, speaking of Jack Nicola, Nicholas, Nicholas, no, no, we are not talking about the Golden Bear. Oh boy. <laughs> speaking of Jack Nicholson, yes. For a long time, I thought that Heath. I, I thought Heath Ledger took the the mantle of best joker because it had been a really long time since i watched batman yeah i am 100 percent wrong he played the joker the way that the joker was supposed to be played yeah i think i think what jack nicholson did was he took the kitschy nature of the joker from the tv shows from back in the 60s yeah um with Adam West. Yeah. You know, who was it? Something Romero. Yeah. Cesar Romero. Yeah. So he, he definitely went that route because I, in my opinion, in popular culture, that's what the Joker was. Yeah. He was kitschy. He was over the top. He was borderline slapstick, you know? And I think Jack Nicholson in his portrayal of the Joker really leaned into that. Absolutely. But, he was a complete crackpot too. I mean, yeah, he, he was a nutcase. It was really funny to watch some of the practical jokes that he pulled, and yep. you were just like, "I forgot about that." Yes, it, it's yeah. It was it was cool. Yep. Like, I uh, the the whole like the the gigantic gun at the end of the movie. Oh yeah, I know that was just hilarious. I uh, thought it was funny, you know, fight and the. Oh my god, no, we'll keep going we'll keep going on Jack Nicholson for yeah. now. Yeah. Um that scene in the uh the museum. Yeah. I, I I remember They're jamming on Prince. Yes. That was the what yes, that the we we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Yeah. But like you totally forget aspects of everything that happened. Like he legitimately killed everybody in that except for Vicky Vale. Oh god, yeah. And uh, you see them use the Joker colors, the purple and the green, mm-hmm. and they put it on everything. And you were just like, wow. Yeah. You, they really went all out on making it 100% true to the comic. Yeah. I mean, but that's Tim Burton, too. Like, every every character in a Tim Burton movie has an extremely pre- precise style. You know what I mean? Like, very distinct. So, I mean, like except for... Planet of the Apes. That was god awful. The Marky Mark one. Yes. Yeah. It was bad. Uh, I don't know. I liked a lot of the character design and some. You of the, can go straight. I like some hell. of the design elements on that. <laughs> I thought it was pretty okay. I actually kind of like that movie. You're entitled so. to your own opinion. Yeah, but, it but was, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, I have not seen any of the of the Apes movies. The modern ones with like Caesar and all of that. Oh, crap. they're great! I love them. Yeah, I know, and I really need to sit down and watch them because I know they're, but I know they're going to be fantastic movies. But I haven't seen them. Yeah, but yeah, as far as like Tim Burton goes, like every character in a Tim Burton movie has a very distinct visual style that is specific to that character. Yeah, you know, I get it. Um, Bruce Wayne, pretty much throughout the entire movie, wears black or or white. <clears throat> you don't see him in too many colors. You know, so okay. You spoke about Bruce Wayne in his wardrobe. I have to point this out. Sure. What the hell was jeans and a turtleneck? 
I don't know. Go talk to Steve Jobs. <laughs> it, it's just like, why? Yeah. That was a horrible... Late like, 80s, man. <laughs> I guess, but I, I don't... Oh. Yeah. Uh, I was... It yeah, was acid wash jeans and a black turtleneck. I was alive through more of the '80s than you were, so I kind of remember you were alive that. For two more years, yeah. That. That, you know, that's hey, that's that's two more formative years, I guess. Yeah, but that, that was a look. Hairs. That was a look. Um, I guess, but you know, and then Vicky Vale had had her look the perm yeah the perm and the the kind of like white jacket and all that type of stuff you know everybody has a look in a tim burton movie and and the joker was like there it is purple orange green you know nothing no colors that should go together on any color palette whatsoever you know because that the joker was unhinged he makes no sense you know yeah so i think it really it came out at first, when I watched it, do you remember the the girl that had the mask on in the movie? Her name, yep. I think, her name was Alicia. I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, for a second, I was like, "Are they? Was that supposed to be like an early tease of uh, Harley Quinn?" But no, Harley Quinn wasn't even thought about until like ninety three or ninety four. Really, Harley Quinn wasn't in any of the original comics. No. Oh, okay, that's interesting to think about. Um, I mean, that was a disturbing scene, you know. So that. That Her first a- appearance was in uh, Joker's favor in '92. I was wrong. Okay, all right, but well, yeah, but still not. Yeah, not that far off. Yeah. So maybe, maybe the movie kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they de- like. I don't know. That was a messed up. That was a messed up scene. That was one scene as a kid. Like the one thing in the movie as a kid, as a kid that I just was like just the, ma- this is the not mask. The cool. mask was like yeah right. Yeah. And then then they used it again in that movie Us or them. Is it Us them? Was it? I have no idea. I don't even know what either of those are. So, um, trying to think of what else. Okay, well, one thing I want to talk about, and you can't overlook in this movie, is Batman's, um, Batman's vehicles. Yes, all the we gadgets. Talked, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. We talked about the Batmobile a couple of weeks ago, but like the gadgets were so cool. ahead of their time. They were so cool. Like the opening scene Armor. where you first see Batman and he he comes in through the smoke and he like you know his cape. He 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 lifts his cape up over his head, you know, and stretches the wings out. Yeah. You know, it's like man, yeah, like that's scary. Yeah. You know, Wicket leans into that and the uh, the um, the 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 extendo rope gun, whatever the... It's called a grappling hook. That thing, yeah. <laughs> the grappling gun. That's what it was. Like, that. He like he used his belt of, of goodies. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. U- utility belt. Yeah, the utility belt. <laughs> extendo rope. <laughs> that. <laughs> the the belto goodies. Whatever. But, like... Hashtag belto goodies. All so cool. The Batmobile was sick. Yes. The Batmobile is sick. You can't... I'm trying to remember what they did for the Batmobile and like the George Clooney and the Val Kilmer movies. They weren't anything close to it. It was. I think the Val Kilmer was a a take on the original, but it had like these weird, stupid wings on the back. So the Val Kilmer one had the big single bat wing in the middle that would split into a V when the thing went into like high speed and it had, it was lit from the inside to have like all the ribs. Oh, that's right. You know, it was ribs actually for your pleasure. Yeah. It was actually really cool. And, um, so an interesting fact about that Batmobile, the, 
I think the the that rear wing was like twenty something feet long, and it was it was longer. Did they use forced perspective to make it look different? It was as long as the actual body of the car, and it hung out that way. And whoever was driving the car had to be specially trained because if you took a turn with the car, the single bat wing would swing way out to the side, and it could crash into buildings or it could take people out because the thing was so long. You know? seems a little stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was cool. It was a distinct style. I forgot who directed that movie, but um, that was kind of interesting. And they also custom, I think that Batmobile, they custom made tires for that car that were, the tread pattern looked like the Batman logo. So as the thing drove, um, whatever it drove, if it drove through a puddle, like the the tire track that it would leave would be a bunch of Batman logos. You know, yeah, which I thought was pretty cool. Like so, that was a neat, that was a neat Batmobile. I looked on uh, Wikipedia. Yeah, Joel Schumacher directed it, but Joel Tim, Schumacher, Tim yes. Burton produced it. Yep. So he still had everything to do with it, right? Yeah, which I I never knew. <laughs> I forgot about that, but I knew it. Um, but yeah, the Batmobile's sick. I love it, especially when it goes into like full lockdown mode and all like the armor comes like around the yeah. cockpit. It, it looked a lot better than the Tim little Burton. like smoke grenades drop out of the hubs. Yeah, you know. Um, one of the things that, uh, you know we're we're talking about a lot of the character development and everything. The one the couple of things that I want to talk about are like just like. My gripes with the movie. I had a couple okay. of them. Yeah. Uh, first off, who goes on a date, your first date, at a person's house? Yeah. Second off, when you go on that date, why are you 40 feet apart? That was funny. It made no sense no. whatsoever. It makes no sense. Again, Tim Burton. Everything's exaggerated. That massive long dining room table where you're kind of like... Can you pass the salt? Pass the what? salt. What? Yeah. Can you pass the salt? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Too good. And then they just end up eating down in Alfred's <laughs> yep. quarters. <laughs> you know what's interesting about that take on uh, Bruce Wayne was he wasn't the, the Playboy socialite necessarily i was that was my next my next point they really they, they really made him a a a, 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 a solitary figure you know like he he what he, he didn't go out he didn't party that was the weirdest part is they like i literally wrote down they changed his origin story well no his yeah, parents they, still get shot outside yes the theater they still get and, shot but they there's no mention of wayne enterprises no there's no mention of how he had made his his money. It was well known by the time that movie came out that Wayne Enterprises was the reason why he had so much money. Sure. He was the CEO of Wayne Enterprises. Lucius Fox should have been in there. Yeah, I think I think at the time, so we gotta remember this is one of the very first comic book movies ever. No. Superman had been out yeah, from seventy nine or other than Superman. But okay. you know, this like Superman happened and then it kind of like tailed off and then studios got away from the superhero movie kind of thing. Okay. And then Batman was like the first or like the second wave of comic book movies. And I think because of that, the studios were probably a little bit more hesitant to take up a ton of budget and time and screen time on establishing who Bruce Wayne is. I don't think that they really cared about who Bruce Wayne was as much as who Batman was. Yeah, but uh, I, okay. I guess that's just millennial me saying like, I kind of wish I knew a little more. Yeah. We're so used to these 
movies where there's the first the blueprint yeah like there's a trilogy and the first one's the origin story up until it's like chapter one of a thing and then the second one is you know them dealing with and growing into that into the character more and then the third one is them passing the mantle on to somebody else it's formulaic at this point you know like studios are totally willing to go like yep three movies go ahead make three movies okay and then you get your beginning middle and end back then it was like nobody knew there was going to be a sequel to batman it was just going to be batman and that was it you know and it did so well that the studio green lit batman returns that's true all right yeah i guess um uh, there was one more point that I wanted to make. Well, one thing I wanted to talk about too with the uh, vehicles and stuff, the Batwing, best flying vehicle design for Batman. No, I completely disagree. All the movies, I I hated it. What? It looked. I, I guess. I guess it was more so it's like that, straight out of the comic books. Yeah, but it just looked so like fake. Uh, it, I know it's. I'm okay I understand with that, about suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. I completely understand that, but it's like it just looked so fake. I the want. Dr- to, I'm, the, I'm going the to drink point is, out. The drink is getting slightly gross. Did you taste this yet? Yes. Oh, okay. Do you want me to taste it now that it's warmer? Now that it's warmed up a little bit, and you're supposed to do this too. It's so. It's kind of like acidic now. He's a bitch. Yeah, I don't know if I, can, <laughs> I don't know if I can drink the rest of that. Do you want a peanut butter stout? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, we're talking a lot about Batman. This is probably going to be the episode Venom yep. and Batman. Fine, that's fine. <laughs> uh, you'll get more next week. The guys. Batwing, but how did you not like the Batwing? I, it just looked too fake to me. It it, it looked like composited, and you could tell it was composited. Sure. And it took me away from the suspension of disbelief. Okay. That's just me. Obviously, you have a different opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I just think I just thought it was the coolest looking thing ever. Oh, it was definitely cool. It was, it was awesome. Just, it, I couldn't get into it. Yeah. All right. That's me though. All right. Fair enough. But the shot of it going up and doing like a hammerhead in front of the moon was pretty awesome. Yes, that was the one iconic scene that I remember. Yeah. Him flying up and going straight back down. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'll cool. take it. Yep. Yeah, I love, love that. It. I was bummed when it crashed into it crashed into that clock tower or something. Right? Did it, it crash into the ground? Oh yeah, after the Joker shot it with the gigantic. Which, let, comedy let's be hundred percent honest. You would not be able to aim that pistol on oh, its own. No way. <laughs> How could he have made a shot like that? A pistol's not taking down what is essentially a fighter jet. You know. <laughs> like how the hell are you gonna line it up that thing is flying probably 300 miles an hour if it's anything like any kind of a fighter jet and the fact that that pistol with the muzzle the way it is yeah the kickback on that would have broken the joker's face in half oh yeah and how did he put it in his pant legs and then and, and then sit in a car yeah. Right? How are you going to bend your knee with that thing sticking out? Like you Suspension going around like of disbelief. Yeah, peg leg Pam, like stumbling around everywhere with, oh, hold on. Let me get my pistol out of my pants. Um, one of the things that also took me away from the movie was the fact that the money just looked completely fake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely I, like. At first, half of me was like, is it supposed to be like Joker Bucks or something? <laughs> Joker Bucks. <laughs> I'll give you a Stanley nickel. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know, but we have spent an awful long time talking about Batman. It was a great movie. I love that movie. I, The one last thing I want to touch on sure. is Tim Burton did one thing that nobody else has done. They made Batman a killer. 
They did? They did. In the scene where um, Batman drives into Acme... uh, The chemical um, plant? Acme Chemicals. He goes in there, drops a bomb, and then turns on the uh, armor and drives away. There was at least six of Joker's villains in there. Oh, yeah. And then he secondly throws the Joker... And one of his henchmen, one goes down a shaft. Yeah. And the other, he throws the Joker off the top of it. Yeah, off the clock tower thing. So or whatever he, it is. he at least killed eight people yeah. by the end of that movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe the whole like Batman not killing people wasn't totally there yet. Established. But, but I'm pretty sure it was established from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. But he's a vigilante too, you know. So I don't know. I suppose I don't know. But I still—that's always been his thing. I've known since I was like five that Batman doesn't kill. Yeah. So it, it just that took me away a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. We're do, we're done with Batman. Um. You know, did it hit your? Did it? It, it tickled my nostalgia bone. Okay. Sure. Does it play still today? I think so. It still slaps. Yeah, I, I, I hate that. I hate that I'm not going to say that. I hate that. This is me. This is me banging my head on the microphone because I hate that. So phrase. that slaps, huh? <laughs> um, no, um, I let's see if I. Yeah, I think it plays well. There wasn't too much that was the the one thing that would make it of a lot its of it's time, timeless. Yeah, I think the I think honestly the Prince music dates it yeah and it's even for weird, sure like because you know prince you know how eclectic he is you know yeah. how epic he is and the fact that he put his name in a movie like that is what you're just like wow yeah okay de- oh definitely uh i mean kim basinger dates it a bit she has an 80s look you know i think that back to the perm <laughs> yeah back to the perm <laughs> exactly uh and the the pumps and all that stuff but um Oh, otherwise I, I wanted to touch on something really quick. Go okay. finish, finish well, I was going to say otherwise. No, I think I think it definitely plays well. Like I think it's it, it's just as um, striking today as it was back in '89 for me. Okay, yeah, no, I I agree, and the, it definitely holds its place in the canon of Batman films. Absolutely, I I do honestly out of all of them, I think it's number two. Anything yeah. so the the number one is definitely the Dark Knight. Yeah, because like I said earlier, Heath Ledger is obviously the second best Joker out of three. You can't even consider Jared Leto's Joker good, except for yeah, um, what's it called? Uh, the the Snyder Cut. Yeah, right. Snyder Cut is what made that movie great, or made the Joker tolerable. Even yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I love. Um, Nicholson's Joker, uh, for the fact that it was my Joker growing up. Yeah. Until I started watching the animated series, and then it was Mark Hamill as the Joker. For me, Mark Hamill's Joker in the animated series is the best Joker of all time. Absolutely. And then Heath Ledger and Nicholson for me are. Tied. Why do you have to fuck me up, dude? You know, if you if you if anyone watched that show for any length of time oh, you just fucking threw my loop world for a loop because he, i forgot about mark he, hamill he's the best joker 
He's the best Joker. He's the longest running Joker. Oh, for sure. For sure. But damn it. Yeah. I love that Joker. Oh. Sorry, but not sorry. It's not sorry. <laughs> Hashtag sorry. Not sorry. Yep. Exactly. Fuck. Now you got me thinking. I'm going to, I'm going to think about this. We'll, I'll talk about it next week. Okay. We are like, we're getting dangerously close to being the end. So, all right. So Pretty the, close. the movie, the movie, obviously I agree that it, it plays, still plays well today. It, yeah. It's, it's a timeless movie. Rating. What would you give it for a rating? Uh, a solid, solid four, possibly a four point like two, but if we're only going to do half stars, I'm going four. No, you if you can one to 10 on the, the okay, points. 4.2. I'm going to say okay. 4.2. Love it. I don't have too many complaints about it at all. All right. So go ahead. Well, what do you think? Um, I, I'm probably right there with you, like a four, 4.2. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. Solid movie. Um, it's probably going to be a while before I watch it again because sure. it's, so, it's now so fresh in my mind that I don't need to. Exactly. I mean, because I, I, I definitely walked into that movie with a, a notepad and was like paying attention to stuff that I normally wouldn't. Yep. So, yeah. I, I, yeah, same thing. All right, cool. Did you pick a movie for next week? I did. What do you got? I did. I want to talk about the OG Jurassic Park next week. Oh, shit. Yep. Laura Dern, Sam Neill, Sam Jackson. It's a big pile of shit. Yep. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I love that movie. And I read an article... Uh, oh, I saw, I think it was Laura Dern's Instagram. She posted a picture of her, Sam Neill, and um, what's his Big name? Big Zaddy? Huh? Big Zaddy? What's that? <laughs> the fly? <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah. Why <laughs> can't we remember his name? Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> we both couldn't remember until I could remember. I picked up my phone. Yeah, she posted a picture of the three of them together on the set of Jurassic World Dominion. So I'm hearing that it's supposed to be the end. Look, obviously, it's going to be the end. I hope like, it's the end. But but it, it's supposed to tie up any loose end that you're still... Right. So okay. in honor of that, I want to watch Jurassic Park. Okay. We will do Jurassic Park next week. And we can touch on the amazing soundtrack. So I forgot the soundtrack. I have da, no idea da, what it is. Da, 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 is that the score? Da, 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 oh, we're talking da, about the score. Da, 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 Was it John? Uh, da, John Williams. Okay. Yeah. Frank is a diehard John Williams I fan. Am. He has gone to see John Williams in concert three times. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's great. Love he, it. He's brought a bottle of wine each time and yep. made sweet love to his ears. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he didn't make sweet... John nope. Williams made sweet love to Frank's ears. There was no physical love involved. It was it was purely emotional. So, yep. yeah, it was great. But anyway, yeah. So that's what we're going to watch digest. next week. I, but I digest. <laughs> <laughs> so all right well so if you want to play along with our uh, movie review go ahead and watch jurassic park sometime yeah well I'll, you know when this, this, this comes up we're gonna uh I, i'm gonna put it in the show notes that you know the next movie we're watching that's a new thing that we're doing sure i want any of you guys listening come up with a name for what we're doing like in my head it's gonna be like nostalgic I'm sure people can come up with a lot of different names for what we're doing <laughs> not all of them helpful or two good. drunk assholes <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the new name of the podcast <laughs> please don't spit on me oh, why is that so gross now because <laughs> you waited an hour to I drink did. it it would probably be really great over ice it's so bad it's anyways so bad. uh frank what why don't you tell everybody where they can find us 
Right here in this room right now. (laughs) Tell them the address. (laughs) No. (laughs) So uh, you can find us on Instagram at Nerds of Unusual Origin. You can find us on Facebook at Nerds of Unusual Origin. Uh, Obviously, you know, go ahead and share the podcast with anybody. Um, Share the Instagram. We're on We're available on all the major podcast networks. Um, you know, Spotify and Stitcher and, and, and overcast, overcast and podcaster and all that crap. So, you know, go check us out there. I, yep. Yes. I, yep. I, yep. I, yep. Um, before we end every podcast, we send out a recommendation. Yes. Steve, you go first. Cause I got to look up the name of mine. Cause I it just, um, I blanked on it for a second. I am going to recommend... I have absolutely no idea. Uh, I'm going to recommend the beer that I drank tonight because it is delicious. It was pretty good. Um, it's a solid recommendation. Again, it, it is Widowmaker Brewing out of Braintree, Massachusetts. It is called Candy Maker. It is a delicious peanut butter stout. Um, I agree. You know, and uh, as t- in terms of as far as stouts goes, that was one of the better ones that I've uh, that I've definitely had. You know what's kind of funny is my wireless network is crapping the bed. So join my Wi-Fi. Well, I'm trying, but I don't have your password because you like update your Wi-Fi every three months. It's the same one. I know it's Lando Calrissian, but we're not going to say the password out loud. But you can type it into my phone if you want. Oh, you just did the whole iPhone get on my network thing. Okay, let's see get if I can look up my, the name get of the on song. My network. The name of the song that I was good. Yes. Okay. I was right. So I am not too. Did you hear that? I'm not too proud to admit that sometimes I listen to songs and they make me cry like a baby. And you were a sad, sad man. (laughs) Yep. And one song that made me break down into complete tears like three weeks ago was Cover Me Up by Jason Isbell. So no clue. God, go listen to that song. That man could sing me the phone book, and I would get down on my knees and bow to him for it. It's just incredible. Amer- Abbott. Abbott would be the first name in that. What? A-A-B-O-T. A-A-B-O-T? Yeah. What's this? What A- reference A- are you? Is this a reference? The phone book. Oh. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway... Okay, Jason Isbell. Jason Isbell, cover me up. Okay. Go listen to it. I hope you cry too. I'm going to listen to it. And if you cry, it. it's okay. Okay. It's totally okay. Most of the time, if I really enjoy something, I get I get the feels, but I don't get yeah, the cries. It, it should give you the, the feels. Only listen song, to it alone. It's the only way you can listen to it. The only song that, I, that will ever make me shed a tear is the one song that makes me think of my dad. Sure. And that's... Uh, um, the theme song to uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail at the end what? when the credits no. are going? No. Oh, okay. It's um, oh, that Four Year Strong song. Because I know you are. Yeah, the, um, the, you're not ringing any bells with me, Steve. Because I know it's warmer where you are. Oh, okay, yeah. I know that song. Yeah. Anyways. Yes. Um... <sighs> So, uh, so those are our recommendations. That's our recommendations. I wanted to uh, give a little update because this is pretty freaking sweet, guys. Uh, last week I recommended that you go listen or watch or anything Hamilton. Yes. Oh, yes. I've, yes. 
So uh, we, our families got together tonight. We uh, we cooked out because it is a beautiful, beautiful spring Sunday night. Yeah. So like you said, it was 75 it's today. It's like pre-summer. Yes. It, it, we love doing this. We're, yeah. we're a cookout family. I, I, I grabbed the pellet grill. I did everything I needed to do. We had some fun. It was good. Um, Frank's wife decides to go, hey, Steve's wife, we should go get tickets to Hamilton. And I turned to her and said, why is it just you two? <laughs> Long story short, we have four tickets to Hamilton in January of the next year. That's not the best part. The best part is that... It's on Broadway. Yes. We're actually going to go see Hamilton on Broadway in January in New York City. And I am extremely excited about it. We're going to be kid-free t- for two days. I know. I know. Yes. I can't wait to scream out, and Peggy, because I'm going <laughs> to... Uh, yep. And Peggy! <laughs> motherfuckers! Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You clipped like a motherfucker. Yes, I did. And that's Look fine. at that. Plus 6 dB on that. That's that's what I'm here for. Oh, boy. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Hamilton. I've been Steve. He's been Frank. I've been excited. <laughs> <laughs> I just went from 6 to midnight. Yeah. Uh, have a good one. And, and may the force be with you. Bye. Bye.